All right. Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome to a special episode of Learning Tech Talks, where we are actually taking a break from learning technology and focusing on our existing business technology to get the questions you need answered to navigate this whole coronavirus situation. So today I'm joined by Jordan Fladell from M-Level, and we're going to dig into some strategies and resources that will help you stay connected and not only survive the situation, but thrive in it. Uh, for those of you joining, be sure to give us a like, share the post, tag in somebody who'd benefit from the conversation. We'll be watching the live comments, so feel free to feel free to chime into the conversation. We'll be we'll be watching. Uh, and before we get started, today's today's question is a little more relevant, a little less silly. But uh, Jordan, for you, I'm I'm just curious. How has the current pandemic situation affected your day to day? What is like the biggest thing that's changed for you on a day to day? Yeah, well, I mean, on a personal level, I think the the interaction with me and my teenagers has, has changed a, a lot over the last couple of days, trying to explain to them what's going on um, and also keeping the focus on their schoolwork. I think that was the first thing this morning, waking them up when they were off school and getting them to get focused on getting their homework done and then giving them an exercise routine while also doing my job. Uh, you know, so it was a it was a it was a grand marshalling event, I like to call it, where there's a lot of uh, emotion in, in, in the room. But uh, that was the first personal side that really took me for a loop this morning. Okay. Um, right. Uh, and then the second thing that I think was was uh, it was just an odd experience, you know, um, is at work. We find ourselves in the office being able to walk around and move freely to do that. And I think today was a challenge getting unhinged from my desk. Okay. So I had to put on my schedule a reminder with white space to walk outside for 15 or 20 minutes and then come back in. And I think that was the unusual part the first day and just reminding myself that it's OK to get up. It's OK to step away from the desk. It's, you know, because in the office you have that camaraderie and yeah. you don't have that here. And so, you know, I think that was a big first step for me to understand that, that, that being healthy is going to be an important part of this journey. OK. OK. All right. So is today the first day you're like home home? Yeah, well, I mean, Friday I had uh, Friday I had a medical appointment, so I, I took a work from home day. But do that. We we at M level have kind of been uh, working from home uh, in a very restricted, uh, a very I want to call it restricted way. Saying, look, there was always a number of people allowed in the office at one given time. Um, if you had to come in, you had to notify us. But we started a couple uh, started probably Wednesday when the president right. spoke. Uh, we went formal, and then uh, but for me, it was really the first day of being a home 100 percent without having something to. Go do like I had a medical pre-op appointment that on Friday was still uh, still clear, so I had to go take care of that. Okay, got it, got it. Well, I have to say, my my answer to that question is honestly not much has really changed for me. <laughs> well, you work at home, you know. I, this is I I, I kind of look around once in a while and go, did did something happen that I didn't that I didn't you know know about because it's it's very much my normal day to day. But uh, I know this is I know there are a lot of people I talk to who are are really scrambling to figure some of this stuff out because. They've been, this has been tossed on them. You know, this, this wasn't their normal day to day. And now they're being expected to do that, which can be a little unnerving, but having, having done this um, for, you know, quite some time, I, I think the exciting part about this is, you know, it is navigatable, right? This, while it can be unnerving and uncomfortable, it is navigatable. And that's what we want to talk about today is the fact that you know, there are a fair amount of tools in our portfolio that we can that we can go. And I'm I'm just curious as you talk about things, you know, what are you seeing? What are some of the things you're seeing with your own teams, but maybe also um, you know, customers and things like that? What are you hearing from folks? Yeah. So let's just start with what we're doing internally. I think it's a good practice. I would 
I don't know if you can do this at scale with very large organizations. You probably have to break it out departments and groups. Um, but we're holding, you know, uh, end of day call for everybody to stay connected at four o'clock. We just literally hung up when I came on with you, um, which everybody's got to get on video. Everybody's got to get on the screen. They got to talk about what they accomplished for the day. They get to share a great story from maybe a personal perspective. Um, and you're using, um, you know, Zoom and Teams to kind of do these functions and Slack together uh, to, to make it all happen. Um, and, you know, so that's one thing I think that's crucially important is that you create auto, auto, regular connection points for yeah. your team. And I think you, you have to be disciplined with that. You have to do that. You have to turn on the video. You can't let somebody hide behind. I'm having a bad hair day. I didn't wear a great shirt today. Um, you know, I'm not feeling great. Whatever that is, you have that connection. Um, and the other thing we did was we kind of asked all of our team leaders to hold regular status calls with their team. So we're a small company again, but even that I kind of said, okay, if you're our CTO, meet with your dev team and your daily standup, do it all in video, but then have checkpoints middle of the day as much as to ensure that you're getting your work done, but it's also to create that connection, right? What you don't want someone to feel is feel disconnected. The moment they feel disconnected, they start to feel alone. When they start to feel alone, they start yep. to feel that, you know, this this unbelievable burden that they're they're all on this island together. Um, and, uh, you know, so I think that's a big important part that you have to do. Um, and and, uh, and I think, you know, for from a client perspective, I think, you know, most of the big companies are still wandering in the valley of how to know how to do this. I'm yeah. sure Microsoft and Google and Salesforce and others who live in technology, Zoom, I hope has figured this out. I mean, obviously- Yeah, I know, I know a good chunk of people over there. They've, they've embraced it, right? right. They've really right. embraced it. But for, for somebody who works at uh, you know uh, an organization that doesn't do this daily, like an accounting firm or a financial services firm, they have to go home and figure out how to do their jobs and how to have tough conversations and how to use this technology, which is daunting. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's daunting to somebody who's never been on a Zoom call because they've had everything face to face to figure out how to use Zoom and not hit mute. I think there's there's still an unknown here. I think people are going to um, get to that state, but I think for the most part, I, I haven't heard great stories yet of, of perfect remote success. I've heard more people frustrated over their company's lack of preparation than I thought I would hear, given we're in 2020 and not in uh, 1999 or 1990. Well, and you know, the thing that's interesting about that is. Um, you know, and, and I'm ta I'm actually talking about this later this week on Thursday. That some of it is the tech, but some of it really is more than just the tech. And even one of the things you just hit on before is the intentionality behind communication and collaboration. I think one of the things that is so easy to take advantage of or just not notice when you are in the office is hey, con connecting and collaborating with the people you work with. You don't necessarily have to think about it. You don't have to plan for it. It just happens. And when you're in this remote environment where that isn't happening organically, like you said, you have to be intentional about you know making time to do it, making sure that you are having those meetings, those intentional points to communicate with each other. Because if you don't, it'll it'll just disappear. I mean, it's very easy to lose sight of that. So I think it's a, it's a fair point and that's great to hear. That's what you're doing there. And I, I think anybody who's not doing that now, that's probably one of the biggest shifts is to say, let's be intentional about this or people don't feel like they're in an Island because the social isolation is real. I mean, it very much can happen if you're not careful. Cool. Well, Chris, think about it this way. So you and I are privileged, right? We're, we're, we're privileged in a sense that we work in organizations that allow us to have the flexibility to use the technology. We're also privileged in a sense that we both have families surrounding us, yes. right? So your social isolation is a joke that I saw on the internet about, you know, sports not being there and people realizing that their wife was right next to them on the couch the entire time. Um, you know, but we're, we're fortunate that you're going to see your child at the end of the day. You're going to have a chance to see your wife. You're going to have some interaction, right? But now you have someone who's 
you know, a single person, right? Um, uh, you know, not even a single parent, just a single person. And they're now alone and they're, no one's going to socially connect with them. And they rely on the office to be that social connection, right? And so, you know, if, if you're not being intentional with communication, if you're not reaching out to that individual, if you're not, if you're not making sure that you're staying connected as a team, they're going to feel alone. And the only source they're going to have is, of news is bad news, yep. right? Because that's what we're in tune for. I mean, there's just no, there's no sugarcoating this. This will get worse before it gets better. Um, especially the longer we take to actually be socially distant from an outside perspective, um, you know, as, as th- that will be the challenge we all have in front of us. Right. Yeah. So I think your intention part is very important to this. And, you know, I encourage any leader listening to this or for that matter, any person leading to this, that they call their leader up tomorrow and they say, look, you know, I was all, I heard this and we need to have a regular team call. I mean, if it's in the morning, afternoon, whatever. And the other thing I'd say is intentionalness of taking those walks you know, I just get away left everybody on my team call. You got to get up. You got to get outside uh, before yep. you know it. You know, look, you know, everyone loves Netflix and everyone loves to watch movies and play video games. But don't find yourself so locked in that you get so dark and gray because yeah. the light's important and it's also healthy. So, yeah. well, and, you know, I think this is where there there's a fair amount of things we can unpack on. You know, we talked about the intentionality. I think the other thing is these tools exist today. I think I think we don't always realize how many tools are are in our hands right now that I even think of LinkedIn, right? You, you think about where we're broadcasting now to LinkedIn, how so often we just use it as a place to put another version of our resume. But I can speak from personal experience. There's so much more that you can do with that. There's so much more you can do to connect with people and then use the tools at hand to not feel like you're on your own. Now, granted, you're going to have to get comfortable doing it a little bit differently than maybe you have historically. But the ability to do it and the effectiveness of it, I can say from personal experience, is it's there. You just have to figure out how to do that. Yeah, I mean, so you can use LinkedIn or let's just start with a tool that I think almost you know, I hate this. I'm not panning everybody in the Google, the G Suite world, but I am going to say that the majority of people All right, we'll allow it. We'll allow it. Are, are running in the Office 365 environment, right? So this product from Microsoft is, is known as Outlook. It's known as Word. It's known as uh, Teams. Uh, it was just part of that suite. It's known as SharePoint. Um, you've got all these tools, OneNote. And inside these tools, you have this opportunity to use this at feature where you can start to connect with people right via at and it will automatically pop and give them notification. So if you want to collaborate with someone on an effort, you don't need to go through this massive endeavor. You can put a note, hey, at so-and-so, I'd love for you to collaborate on this. And then when they are part of that one note, you see you're directly talking to them and you can connect with them on an individual. Or if it's an Outlook meeting where you're sending an email and you're in the email, if you want someone to be aware, you just type the at in the email and it'll pop up in the actual email chain to connect that person to that email string, right? Um, it's 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 little tiny tricks like this that someone in the organization, especially there's no better place in the organization than the L&D department to take this burden on to communicate out all the ways to use the tips and tricks, not the power user application. I want to be clear that you and I were just talking about this before yeah. we got before we got going. If you are trying to boil the ocean, you are going to fail. Right. Right. Especially this is a so I hate to use this. Term. This is a crisis. And in a crisis, you need to take action with thought, but you need to have action that is quick to, to, to help people solve problems. So if you want people to collaborate using Office 365, figure out how you use all the collaboration features to connect and then send out messaging around that, helpful tool tips, whatever communication you want to use to get people going. But you can't boil the ocean. You can't overthink this. You, you got to get going. You got to use the tools. You got you got to lead from your desk. Well, and I think and I think in learning and development, we're in a unique space to lead by example. 
right? Because we can do that and we can show people how to model this and we're equipped to help them understand how to do it. You know, it's funny, you bring up the at symbol in Outlook. I actually found that by accident. Um, and it, it, again, it's one of those things where I'd seen it, I'd received emails where I was tagged in and was like, why is this different? But I'm on a Mac and it rolled to Mac version later, of course, but now it's there and I use it all the time. I personally, you know, love that component of it. Um, right, you while you're typing the email, so you're typing like at Christopher, whatever, blah, 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 all of a sudden it pops up, you're there, you've got that. And now that person's connected in your string, right? So it's, yep. it's an easy tool, you know, just one example of an easy tool to, to connect and collaborate, which is really what you're trying to accomplish here. You're trying to work together and you're trying to keep people connected during this yep. uh, time period. Well, and Slack, right? Slack collaboration tools, whether it's Yammer. I mean, I think there's lots of them out there, but I, I, I use Slack now. I have, you know, the L&D community that I host for folks now is in Slack. And what, what I find interesting about it is depending on how you structure it, Slack really can be the water cooler of, of your digital organization. It can be the place where you go have organic conversations and you just, you know, are able to ping questions, ask questions, things like that. I use it all the time, um, not only just within organizations, but but across organizations. I think that's one of the things that's extremely powerful about this tech is it expands our reach. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll give you an example of a couple of channels that we use inside the Slack environment. Again, the Teams environment are things like FOMO. Yep. So you have a FOMO channel, right? <laughs> you know, what, what goes on the FOMO channel? When people do stuff that people think they should see or whatever, they'll do it. We have a corporate channel, which is kind of like this overall messaging platform. Like today we use it to say, hey, if you're not going to be at your desk and you're not, you're, just don't tell us you're setting it to away, going on a walk, I'm having lunch, whatever it is, put your stuff there. Build a channel that's all about fun stuff. You know, uh, today, you know, we we have, I'm sure we'll have a dog channel by the end of the day. We're only, you know, a small company, but there were so many dogs in the call um, that were going on. Uh, we learned about in Zoom, the flexible backgrounds today. Oh like, yeah, no, those are fun. Yep. Right. But that gives people the ability to have personality, um, you know. So when I asked what everybody been today, one guy took the opportunity to put a forest behind him. And I was like, oh, you just went outside to the forest. Yeah, I'm old. I, these things confuse me. So I was like, oh, you, you went out to the forest. He's like, no, I just used the Zoom background, Zoom background feature, right? So you don't have to open up a Zoom session necessarily to connect. Slack has video, right? So if you, you can do a call right from Slack or right from Teams or right from a lot of these collaborative applications that are like that. And I, I love your point. Build channels that build the water cooler. Call it a water cooler channel. Yep. Invite no. invite the people you normally or call. Like I have a lunch group that I have lunch with at 1130. I think tomorrow we're going to create a lunch group that we can all sit on and go video and pretend we're eating lunch together. Right. Because wouldn't that be cool that you could you could use the technology? I've, you have done, I've even done virtual happy hours. I mean, I've, I've actually hosted virtual happy hours with remote folks where it's just like, hey, let's let's just get together and and just hang out. Like, let's just hang out and talk. Um, and connect with one another because I think that's one of the things that we risk if we don't pay attention to that. That that is what can lead social distancing to start feeling like social isolation, where you're not connecting and having that organic conversation and feeling like you're connecting with with others that you're working with. Yeah, I mean, and again, I, I said this in a lot of my posts. I don't think there's more in, uh, important time than now to invest in in employees. Yep. Uh, from a company's perspective, right? I think we often joke about, hey, we got to upskill people. We got to, you know, we got to invest in our company. We got to have great culture. This is the test of great companies yep. and great people uh, because today is, is when you have to invest into it. If you're not investing and communicating with your team, when things return to normal, they will remember that. And when things return to normal and they feel comfortable, they will go other places. 
So as much as you may be sitting there going, hey, I'm worried about this investment. I'm worried about what it costs, the time. I'm going to think about the right strategy. Um, I'd argue that there's no more important time than that connection right now. Uh, because people are going, you know, we're going to overcome this. This is, you know, this is not a, this is not a movie. Uh, this is real life. And we are going to, as a, as a nation, as a world, which you can already start to see people getting together to work hard to solve this problem. We're yeah. going to overcome this. We'll come out the other side. It'll be different. Um, sure, things will be different. Uh, maybe industries will change a bit. Maybe our viewpoint on things will change for hopefully a longer time period than shorter. Um, or the, the lessons we learn, but when those employees will remember, hey, these, these people just had me work and they never once reached out to me. They didn't have a collaborative group. They never had video calls. I don't want to work at this company anymore. They talk culture, but they don't act culture. Yep. Right. Uh, and, you know, uh, you got to put your money where your mouth is, as my mom used to say. Well, again, it's, it's about leading by example. And and to me, you know, there's there's tons of tech that we could sit and, and unpack, um, which sometimes can feel overwhelming for people. Right. Because it's like, well, do we use Slack? Do we use Teams? Do we do we use Yammer? Do we use Chatter? And there's lots of them out there. I think some of it is. Uh, and we talked about this right before we came live, that it's it's now is a perfect time to experiment with some of these things. Because guess what? Some of them are going to click and some of them aren't. And that's okay. You're, you're going to try certain ones and go, yeah, no, that didn't really, that didn't really work in my world. I, I know that, you know, there have been a few that, that I've tried that just, it just didn't jive with the dynamic or the culture of the team. And so we moved on and now's a perfect time to experiment with that and see, See what you can see, what you can find, especially with what you own. Right. right. I mean, you know, start by hitting that little start button. If you're using a PC on a Mac, it's probably in your menu somewhere. Right. Right. And how start many apps. OK, if I were to do an inventory, how many apps do you think are actually on our computers? Or I think of Office 365. How many people have gone up into the top left corner and click that little nine block to see? how many apps are there? There's a ton of them that you may not even realize are part of the suite because you've just gone out to SharePoint or you've jumped to Teams and you didn't realize you had you know, Microsoft To Do. You didn't realize you had all these other apps that can actually help you feel more connected. Microsoft Stream. I think of Stream for being able to pass you know, lighthearted videos and share with one another and tag people in and create that. And that doesn't make the IT security people freak out because, hey, it's in our environment. We can let people play around a little bit and not worry that they're going out, you know, posting things to YouTube, but but you can share video internally. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest part is like explore your own desktop, explore your own environment, ask the question of what apps do we have available before you turn around and say, we need new stuff to accomplish this goal, right? Because the new stuff is going to be really hard to, 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 to get through the get through the pipe. Um, just to be well, transparent. We don't have time. That's, I mean, more than anything, when you think about it, it's, we don't have six months to evaluate technology and, and implement things like that. And actually in some regards, I think this can help us on that tr digital transformation journey. Cause why not play with the tools and the apps that we have now and identify, Hey, are there really gaps? Do we have gaps in our ecosystem? Or maybe we don't, we just didn't realize the tools we had. I may piss off a lot of our audience, but this isn't a time to worry about your change management plan. Um, this is really a time to just go take action and see what happens. Yep. Um, and I think people appreciate it. I, I, you know, they may get a little frustrated, but I always say you got to walk, you know, you just got to get a start. You got to start somewhere um, and, you know, spending a lot of time in think tanks and private rooms uh, without communicating is what people get nervous, right? Yeah. We're already nervous. I mean, and you think about the mindset of everybody who's watching the news, hopefully people are watching the news and whatever news source they get, but they got to be on edge. And the longer it's quiet, the more they feel on edge in general.
Well, and I think that's where some of the vulnerability, we need to bring that to light and be okay being vulnerable and recognizing, you know what, people are nervous. I mean, people are nervous. They're uncomfortable. This is this is something we haven't experienced probably for many of us in our lifetime, right? We've, we've not gone through something like this and that's unnerving and we have to be respectful and thoughtful about that, um, you know, and, and, you know, staying connected to one another to support one another through it. You know, what's what one of the things that I think is is interesting about the we talked about it before and, and we've hit on it a little bit is the need to be a little more comfortable with with being uncomfortable and maybe breaking out of the the corporate mold that maybe we're used to. You know, you're wearing a hockey jersey. I don't think I'm ever in anything that dressy. So so this isn't really that unique for me. But I think back to you know organizations where I've joined and when when first was there, the whole video conferencing was very uncomfortable for people. The example you used, and this is just kind of a best practice that I've used in organizations, where you know it was well, I'm not I'm not camera ready or I, I I'm not feeling the best right now. I can tell you multiple times where to lead by example. I intentionally didn't shave. I dressed down and I would wear I would go on camera all the time. And it was, even if you didn't turn it on, I would do it so that you felt comfortable and then kind of razz people a little bit to, to bring them in, not in a bad way, but to make them know it's okay to, it's okay. Like I, I get you're at home. I get you're in a hockey jersey, Jordan. That's totally fine. And we can kind of be a little more natural to ourselves as we go through this. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really cool. I mean, like today, like I said, I, I learned about people's dogs. I got to see people's bedrooms. I mean, from my perspective, you know, I thought it was really neat to connect with people on a different level, uh, to be vulnerable, that people are willing to have that connection. And I think it's really important when you talk about human connection in general, right? We're missing this. We're going to be missing for a while, undetermined amount of time, human connection. So why not use this video technology that we have available in the tools we already own, all of them supported that we know of that are for collaboration and go and force it. I mean, look, you know, no one's winning a beauty prize right now. Um, no one's being judged for that. As a matter of fact, people are looking to connect. You know, I, you know, like I said, I think the the, the neatest thing was we had a whole series of people showing off their dogs today. Yep. You know, cool, great. You know, I don't have a dog, so I I, I volunteered to get one of my teenagers and come sit in there, but I felt like it was a different story. <laughs> um, you know, um, but but the reality is, I think that's part of the part of the journey is is first that veil of I'm, I'm going to be vulnerable. Yep. I'm I'm gonna I'm not worried about what. I'm, I don't have to care what the person thinks about me. The person just wants to connect with me. Yep. Right. So, you know, you and I've done this enough to where I know what's behind the window. Right. So I know, I know, I know what's behind. Oh, stars there. <laughs> there. Sometimes there's snow. Sometimes we get an Amazon package. Right. I feel like I've kind of been part of the Christopher Lynn journey. And it's a personal connection we only have because of video. If I didn't have video, you know, I wouldn't know those things. You know, I, I, you know, I'm in my basement now in my room, and it's a used to be. I a haven't seen this side of you, Jordan. To be right. fair, it's a whole yeah. side of me. Like you're getting, and I wore my hockey jersey today as much as my VP of marketing is probably screaming at the top of her lungs. You know, how dare you wear the hockey jersey on the, you know, on the thing? But you know, I, I, I felt like it was, it was representative. It was my third jersey for an adult hockey team that I had to stop playing because my black stuff. But I wanted to wear it today, and I'm willing to be exposed for it. I'm, I'm a natural person, and it's okay to to be your natural self, because that's what people want right now. People want that off the cuff. They need the, they need the authenticity. And I think sometimes we're, we're nervous about doing that because we're afraid, right? We're afraid of what will happen. And what I've seen over the years is if anything that draws people in, right? They feel like they know you better. And I love it. I see LinkedIn now. I see pictures of people that, you know, they're posting pictures of them doing this and their kids are in the background. You know, they're, they're, 
dressed in goofy outfits. I mean, great. Have fun with it. Make the most of the situation that we're in. And and I think that's a just some real practical advice to folks is not to be not to be afraid of it, but yeah. to, to take some risk and try it out. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Oh, I agree. So so what other stuff too? Like, so let's think about some of these. What are because one of the ones that we talked about. So we talked about right team slacks, things like this. One opportunity area that I see continuing to grow from a tech standpoint, with which this to me is a perfect incubator to try some of these things, is you know, I think for a long time I've heard people talk about, hey, we really need to have virtual solutions or we need to do better at doing virtual delivery or designing digital content for stuff. And it's been, there really hasn't been something that's maybe kicked us off the cliff to say, well, let's move it from we should do that to a we have to do that. So are you seeing, you know, obviously M levels a, a digital content platform, but are you seeing other trends happening with with people trying to embrace some of this technology to to take development to people where they are now? So uh, first of all, let me shout out to almost everybody in the learning community who we interact with. Uh, I'm super impressed with all the other vendors, partners that are stepping up. I mean, you know, forgetting what we're doing for a second, I learned LinkedIn Learning just launched 19 different courses that are available for free that you can get um, in the area. So I, I do see the shift from the content providers. A good majority of them are gone rapid to get content out to their clients or to the community to help them. Um, I don't know that it's happening internally uh, in the corporate world as fast. And I think that's more of the fear that's been injected in the processes that are in place to make things go from start to finish. Um, so Chris, I think your, your point is, you're rapid. I, I argue a lot with people about the fact that things are when things are digital, you have this opportunity to be wrong and then pivot quickly and fix it. Um, it's not a piece of print. Um, you know, if you don't boil the ocean, again, one of our points we brought up, right? if you don't build a 72 page PowerPoint deck or a three hour long video to train somebody, um, you have this opportunity to pivot quickly and fix it. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think to think I'm not seeing it yet in the corporate environment. I haven't seen this big push. We, we are we are we are actively working day by day to not be perfect. Yep. Um, but to be to be thoughtful, and then to be quick to deliver content, um, to deliver a plan of action. Because we, we realize that you know, look, we have we work with a lot of large companies. I mean, you you know you know you know this coming from the large company world. There are just certain procedures you guys put in place to protect yourselves from yourself. Yep. Um, it's called the CYA event, right? Everybody's got to sign and check off, check off, check off, check off, check off. Okay. I'm not, I'm not talking about the character from Star Trek, by the way. Yeah. Um, this is the actual check off um, that's going through, right? And if you if you think about that concept, you know, so it's a CYA event. So how do we streamline the CYA, CYA event, but also how do we support it by saying, okay, look, I'll, I'll use the example of, let's say all of a sudden I'm a retailer, right? Under tremendous amount of pressure. And now I have to move my training on how we're going to treat customers in light of COVID-19 um, to virtual versus in presence. Uh, and they've never, and my managers nor my associates have ever used whatever, Teams, Slack, Zoom, WebEx, G Suite, Google Hangout, BlueJeans, yeah. Yammer, yeah, whatever. There's no shortage of them, right? right? There's no shortage of tools that some company owns. But remember, the person on the other side of the equation probably never interacted in their entire lives with a web chat that wasn't coming from a FaceTime or whatever Google's answer, Android's answer is on an Android device. I just don't know it. Um, and they're, they're intimidated by the moment they click on the button. So how do you quickly build content that before they ever launch, here's the six things you need to know to get it out there. Well, if you have this long, arduous review process, you're not going to survive that process. They're going to click on, they're going to be frustrated. You're going to miss the mark. You may talk to them because that's going to be your natural reaction. I think a lot of companies are going to get on Zoom, 
or get on these chat, whatever feed, whatever video conferencing solutions are. And they're going to assume it's like doing instructor led training. They're just going to start talking. Well, so that one right there, right. If we were to say, if we just focused on the virtual side, right. uh, you know, to, to the things I've done over the years and worked with my teams to do over the years, I think one of the biggest things that we can avoid as we do this is to just lift and shift what we've done before and say, okay, well, if we were doing instructor led anything, right, we had our slides and, you know, we went through those slides because I think what happens is what we've been talking about this whole time is the need for people to feel like they're collaborating. And the second you bring those PowerPoint slides and it hijacks 90% of the real estate, you've lost it. Like you've lost the, the community and the collaboration between that. And I know that sometimes that can feel very terrifying to people to be like, but how do we do a virtual training without slides? You, it's, it's actually easier. I think send them out ahead of time, send that stuff out ahead of time on a collaboration tool, like, like a, you know, G suite, something like that so that people can interact with it, but then just have the live time together to be, to talk through it because that's, I've, I've seen that move things forward so much faster than, all right, hey, we had this classroom training, now we're going to offer it virtually. But to make it interactive, we're going we're gonna to drop a poll in there. Like, not, not going to be enough. So I will tell you the best way to do that is watch the news. So if you don't know how to facilitate or to make content interactive, watch the weather person. Watch, you know, maybe not today's news when you go on like whatever channel it's a little, you know. But thinking about slides as a backdrop, and not the delivery vehicle for the content itself, right? I love setting out ahead of time, but I also think about it this way. Like the weather person does a great job of having a map in front of them with a bunch of pictures on it that have sunny, you know, there's a, there's a cloud, yeah. there's something, but they're not, they're not, that's not how they tell the weather. They don't point and click, go, well, this is on this slide over here. You'll see that this front's going over here. They talk to you, broadcasters talk to you. So Chris, here's what I know. For you and I, it's not, it's not difficult because we like to talk. We're not intimidated by the camera. And for us, it's a natural event, yeah. right? So a lot of people, it's not natural. So I, don't, I, I think what I would say is that for you and I, if we were to give us that, we, we wouldn't even send a PowerPoint. We just start talking to people. Like, blah, blah, blah. Words, words, <laughs> words, exactly words, what words. I do. But right. yeah. Did you remember what we said? Words, 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 words. Remember? Yay, words. But um, the thing is, okay, but think about this. And it's a good point, right? That's fair. Because I think the easy solution could be to say, I'll oh, just send them out ahead and do the collaboration. And not everybody's comfortable with this. Yeah. I think a simple tip Honestly, and this is a good step, and we try and do it with Learning Tech Talks when we do this. How many people, once the slide goes up, take it down before the call ends, right? Like, how often does that slide go up and it's they're there for the duration of the call versus let's put it up, let's maybe talk about it to the slide a little bit, like you said, right? Good best practice, talk to the slide so people... And then take it down for a bit to, to facilitate some of that discussion so that it doesn't become a death by PowerPoint. Or make it interactive where you say, okay, I just did this. Somebody else volunteer. We need a volunteer to go out and raise your hand to be first to come out and do what I just did with the same function. So if we were using this Teams example or Zoom, so, okay, whatever it is, I'm going to show you how to do this on Office 365. I'm going to show you how to put the at in the Outlook and make it work. Okay, somebody show me do that, right? You got to find a way to get the, the audience engaged. You've got to get some form of video. You got to get something going that's just different. Because if you spray them, if you just talk at them, they're gone. They're, I mean, this is this is the generation where there's instant messaging, phones, all these things going on. You'll lose them faster than you ever lost them in a classroom. So I think it's really important that you, you know, you 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 work hard to find interactivity. That's part of what our message is. Yeah. Is, you know, virtual instructor led training does not have to be you talking at someone. It should oh. be completely interactive, oh. and you should force it. 
You should, you, you should. And I think there's tools that allow you to do even more. And, and I think sometimes this is where people get overwhelmed as I think of, you know, Adobe Connect, Zoom can do it. A lot of them can do it, the breakouts, right? In theory, that sounds really good. You know, oh, we'll do breakouts and people can do that. In execution, if you are not familiar with these tools and you're not comfortable doing that, that can that can nuke a virtual initiative right there because it's it's a lot more coordination and planning and execution than you can. And going back to your point earlier, which is we need to move more agile. We we can't do the whole addy process before we do anything. Sometimes we just need to say, you know what? Here's a problem that we need to solve. Let's pull people together. We've got some content we want to construct and, and get through with people, but let's just do it. Let's get them together. Let's talk through it and let's collaborate with one another and not worry about, well, what if it doesn't go perfect? Right. It probably won't. It probably right. won't. It, it might actually not go well the first time and you'll learn from that. We got to start somewhere, right? Bring bring the instructor. If you have a, if you have people who've been doing ILT there and delivering the instruction, but they haven't been designers of the content, bring them together and say, okay, you have you have six hours to collaborate, two hours to collaborate. What's what are you pulling together? You're the expert on speaking. You're the expert on designing. You two to get together. You build something. Three slides. You get three slides. I, I'm making a number up. Whatever. It's arbitrary because it's just easy to pick a number. Right. You, you get no more than 10 slides. That's a new rule because you, yep. you say that's it. So it's one slide for every 10 minutes. If it's an hour long, if you have a half hour session, you get whatever that is. That's right. I mean, it, what, right. Whatever it is, but set a set a rule, set a limit and say this is it. And the rest we're going to yeah. design around it. Force your hand, like, because otherwise you're just, like I said, because it's the key to stay video connected. I think that's the key here is what we're really having. You know, the face to face collaboration as much as possible is, is important and then using the tools you have i think is 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 really going to be the challenge that most companies struggle with because most people haven't spent the time like you said i mean like how many people have gone to that left nav thing on you know everybody's guilty of it because we haven't we don't we haven't been forced to do it right, right. um now we're now we have this opportunity to be forced and we get to learn by it right as learning professionals we get the opportunity to learn learn to do things differently we will advance our skills now to be more valuable in the future as this world evolves from this opportunity, right? It, it's a crisis, but yeah. it's also an opportunity. Well, but it's it also, to some degree, has created a good opportunity to do some of this experimentation stuff because there's a lot of chaos going on. So the expectation isn't that it's perfect, right? I right. think sometimes expectations are set that, well, we have to make sure it's perfect because X, Y, Z is expecting it to be perfect. Right now, everybody's kind of running around with their hair on fire and Anything well, not ours, but that's okay. Well, ours isn't, and that's great. That's one of the safety features that I've built into this haircut. Um, but you know, I think that's the part where you look at it and you say, now is a good time to experiment because the acceptance of failure is probably going to be a lot higher than under normal circumstances because people accept it. Like, hey, this is this is an unprecedented time. There is a lot going on. You know, anybody who's trying new things and willing to experiment is going to be ahead of the people who who are waiting to try and get it perfect. And I think that's, you know, the, the other thing you brought up that I think is an important one is the face-to-face -face piece. I mean, for years, I've always been an advocate that yes, and I think sometimes people get this mixed up that I am a stark advocate that face-to-face -face communication is critical. I think what we're finding and what I've seen for a long time is that how we define what face-to-face -face communication is, is changing. You know, we've never met, but I feel like we could run into each other on the street and it really wouldn't be any different than if we if we hadn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say there's a model for this and I, I'll just pull it out because I like props. So this device, 
that our children have been walking around with and people the digital generation have taught us that the ability to have personal connection without seeing each other is unbelievably there, right? Um, you know, my father-in-law was uh, here yesterday for dinner. Um, we were not breaking our social distancing rule. We were just making sure he got fed. Um, and, um, you know, we talked about how we need to move our calls to FaceTime. Yep. Why? Well, because now you're not going to see us as often because we don't want you to get out of the house as much. Oh, well, how do I do that? Well, I didn't, you know, I showed him and you went through it. Um, and so that's now the challenge we have with us internally, right? So instead of taking a normally take a call, do it with FaceTime. Yep. You know, or do it with whatever, you know, light up your one-on-one -on -one call. You know, if you're using Slack or Teams, both of them give you the ability to call someone from the direct chat you're having. Call them, right? Call them and do the face-to-face -face interaction. Um, I think it's, it, it, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's part of the process we're sitting in front of, right? We're, and we're the leaders for it. I, maybe it'll be marketing communications who will rise up and, and take this challenge, but I think they have bigger fish to fry. They're going to be focused more on how do we communicate with our customers? How do we communicate with our partners? How do we communicate with the, the channel to continue to bring revenue in? Um, we're part of the HR organization in most companies, right? Um, that means we're part of the human resources group. We're part of taking care of people and we are the content experts. Yeah. Right. The talent team's not going to come in and tell us how to recruit better. Right. That's not this isn't recruiting. This is retention. This is communication to our employees. This education. And it's it's not just education on how to use product, Chris. It's education on how to work differently today. Right. So you and I were talking earlier about the work from home content we're working on. Right. We're not experts in work from home. So we're borrowing experts content. Right. There's so many people publishing. It's overwhelming. Which article do you read? So we're going to put together some content. Right. Um, we're working a partnership with a. Uh, a renowned therapist who teaches cognitive therapy uh, so with the goal of helping our customers, employees understand how the right mindset during this crisis, how to mentally deal with this, because there's a lot of mental aspects to this, forgetting all the people that are prone to depression, prone to isolation, who are not going to be amplified with all the, the news. I mean, it's a different time for content. It's got to be thoughtful. Yeah. Got But you can't wait three weeks to deliver out content and have to change your mental state, because by that point, three weeks into them, it's, it's, the, the, it's the, too the late. Building. Right. So what can you get out by the end of the week? What can you get out by early next week? How can you preview to somebody? Hey, we're here for you. We're coming by next week. You're going to have some content that's going to be all about, you know, we've invited a guest speaker. in. this is it doesn't have to be you doing training. We can go get there's plenty of experts out there on the Web. Just go to LinkedIn, like you said, and look for whatever expert. They'll gladly come talk because they're not on the road. Right. They're not traveling. There's all these people who do motivational speaking. They're not all their events are canceled. So they're home too. <laughs> their right? calendar is wide open. Like call any one of them, you know. Sure, I'm sure they'll, you know, I'm sure they'll gladly get on and talk to people so they don't they don't lose their mojo with it, right? Like we're talking to another guy who does motivational speaking. We're reaching I'm like I know every everybody's hurting in this channel, right? Be think differently, think outside the box, do creative stuff, right? Don't be bound by as you call it, the Addy model, the processes that are internal, no. right? And we don't, and we don't have to. And I think you know, we talked a little bit about virtual and and some tips for how you can do that well. I mean, I think you know, Vikram brought up a point too. You know, there's there's tools. This is a time to explore what's in your virtual collaboration tools. How many people have ever tried the whiteboard feature? Right? Like how many people have realized that you can draw on your slides and how simple even that can be? And granted, you, you might look your drawing might be terrible because you're trying to draw on a mouse pad, but even simple things like that where you can do it. And I think your point about digital content as well, it's a great time to experiment with quick, fast content. And again, we can use this as a learning opportunity to see, hey, we might find some stuff really resonates with our learners and our employees that we would have never tried before because you know we were we were so caught up 
in our processes and, and things like that? Well, I mean, you know, um, we should stop arguing about what font to use. Um, and, <laughs> sorry, I mean, you know, I don't know how else to be direct, but, you know, I went to an event, my last uh, event that I got to attend uh, before I was in uh, non-travel lockdown mode. And uh, I met with a lot of directors of learning at the Chief Learning Officer Exchange in Austin. And um, I asked a question. I asked really weird questions. Chris, you've gotten to know me for a while. I'm not one that, you know, I don't. I didn't grow up in learning, so I don't tend to ask learning questions. And I'm, sometimes, I'm, and as much as I say, I'm not always focused on making the sale. I'm almost like focused on a learning experience, right? Let's tell me what's going on. So I asked this question. Well, how much time do you guys spend arguing about fonts? And I can't tell you. I have about 15 meetings, 13 people, leaders that spend a lot of time arguing about fonts. I got to be honest with you, fonts don't matter right now. They just don't matter, right? You know, don't worry about the font. Don't worry about, did I pick the perfect graphic? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Would you Probably not. And like you said, the beauty with digital content is right. if you find out it's the wrong font or the wrong thing, you can change it. Right. right. You can change it. It's fast to, to edit. And I think of some of these cloud tools where, you can you can push a button and flip this content out and and move forward with it and we don't need to get caught up and and not to dis and the thing is you know to my designer friends to the designer folks out there that doesn't mean that the that attention to detail is not important because it is but it is that balancing act of okay we have to look at what's going on right now and right now with a lot of this stuff the ability to act quickly and and strategically is is critical you know, we, we can't get tripped up in our own selves in some ways with some of these details that it's not that they don't matter. It's that we need to move faster and we can think about how we'll tackle those things later. Oh, I totally agree. Uh, you know, as so, much as I mean, thoughts. What's that? The font? <laughs> <laughs> Although Jordan doesn't care about fonts. Everything, everything is wingdings. People listening in Atlanta who are doing this all remote, who are chuckling in the marketing department, knowing that I've had this, you know, I, I'm probably the worst at it. I, I argue all the time about, well, just change it. It's a web page for God's sakes. If I'm wrong today, change it tomorrow. Well, what will the brand be if somebody says, oh, you know, so I, 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 I am pretty uh, adamant on that, but I'll, I'll get off my soapbox on fonts. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I think, you know, some of the biggest things that I think anybody can take away from it is the fact that one, it, you probably have more tools than you realize. And now is a really good time to figure that out um, and, and be willing to take some risks with them. You know, I, I think it's cool to see. You, you mentioned it earlier. To me, one of the things that's really cool to see is how this really is bringing a lot of people together, right? People are working together to solve big problems. They're they're helping each other out, you know, and if you need help, people reach out. Like now's the time to do it. I, I think there's so much opportunity right now to network, collaborate and do things differently and be okay with doing it differently because everybody's doing it differently. You're not even going to be like the, the odd one out trying to do this stuff because guess what? So is everyone. Well, I mean, look, Elliot Massey has this great thing going on right now. He's run a community, stood up about how to deal with the crisis, right? I mentioned the LinkedIn Learning folks have got an offering together. I've seen another couple of learning companies. I think I saw Allen Communications put together a SWAT team to support stuff. You know, uh, and I always talk about, you know, uh, our friends at Exonify reached out to the frontline workforce with a positive message, um, you know, and, you know, it's, it, it, you know, it's not a time to, to sit back and say, well, you're alone, right? We're going to build a whole site around a whole landing page around here to help, right? And that content's available for everybody, you know, is, is it going to have some stuff about how to use our tool? Of course it is, because, you know, that's who we're, we're helping our customers. That's our job, right? We, you know, but we're going to put some generic stuff up there too. Um, you know, it's, it's collaborate, ask questions, post a question, use the tools, go to Twitter, go to LinkedIn, 
um, go to Facebook. I don't, you know, I'm old, so I use all those Asian tools. If you're if you're modern, you know, <laughs> use things TikTok, like Instagram. TikTok video. You don't know anything right. about social media. Try out TikTok. Well, that's the funniest thing I did the other day. I was watching this, actually today, you know, I, you know, the AT&T folks who are in the retail stores arming and protecting, you know, trying to make sure everybody who needs communication now can get it until they close the retail stores for everybody. But they were did a TikTok on how they were cleaning the store. It was awesome. I don't, I don't think that, I mean, they did plan it out a bit because they had coordinated moves, which was pretty impressive for a bunch of folks who really, who really made these moves and went public with them, which I don't know if they had a chance to sign off on that or not, but it was amazing to see, right? It's, it's creativity, it's ingenuity, it's, it's connection. Um, you know, go watch with this work from home, like go on Twitter and search work from home and you'll see these crazy videos of people who are just entertaining themselves or watch the natural things that are going on in, you know, in Italy and Spain where people are singing from the rooftops and, you know, doing fitness classes on the roof. I think I saw a fitness class on the roof that someone was teaching on their rooftop. So everyone yeah. can see the their creativity, house. The creativity that's coming right. out is, right. I think sometimes stress and pressure creates, creates some of that. I mean, oh. I know it was a while back, but uh, you know, I remember with one organization, we were pressed, pressed for something. And so we experimented with Twitter chat, right? We just said, let's do a Twitter chat to see how it resonates with our learners. And it exploded. Like it just exploded. They, they love the dynamic interaction between it. And it was just something we tried out because we thought, hey, why not see if we can leverage some of these readily available tools that are in the hands of our users and capitalize on it. And right now, in many cases, we have a captive audience. You know, we have a captive audience that, as Hannah mentioned, now is a time they have to learn. And so, you know, we can help capitalize on building that learning culture, if you want to use buzzwords. Yeah, and I, and I think you mentioned it. This is the opportunity for things you to try new things, but also to innovate and you know be creative. I mean, I can't remember the exact time period, but I'm pretty sure Facebook and Google came about right after 9/11. Um, you know, when the world was relatively shut down, and these people were not able to go places, and they had to innovate and think and do things differently. I mean, you never know what's going to come about, right? You never know what what ideas are going to be there. Try. Um, but you have a very receptive audience. People are thirsty for for that connection, right? The person who, you know, I mean, let's just take a salesperson who works for your company that spent their entire life on the road, right? So, you know, you used to work in pharma, right? You had a stint in pharma, right? So all your pharma reps, where are they at? They are constantly going door to door with doctor to doctor. Now they're being pulled off the road. They've been home for the first time in how no long, God knows how long. They're they're kind of walking around going, okay, well, how do I do my job now? What do I do? Where what do I do? do? Right. What do I do? It doesn't change the pressure, right? They have to figure out how to use the phone, email to now interact with a with a person who may not be receptive. And what do I do? How do I use the tools, you know, that I didn't know how to use before? And I've never had a Zoom session. I've never had to do a sales call. That what does that mean for me? My presentation skills. What do I? You know, I'm used to having a conversation when I bring my bring my big box into the doctor's office, drop it on, and go. These are my drugs. Right. Um, that's kind of terrible. I mean, but even social learning, I think of us, this is a ripe environment for social learning to take off and be yeah. like, hey, user generated content, do some experiments with user generated content right now. Because guess what? People are home. They're at home doing things. Have them share best practices, create yeah. some channels to say, use Microsoft Stream, use Yammer, post, post your best practice you know, initiative. And I think that's where, you know, you don't want to say this is a good thing because it's not. But I do think it's it's a catalyst for something that we can really take advantage of as an opportunity to help drive our organizations forward. Well, if there's ever going to be if social enterprise is ever going to be successful at the scale it was supposed to be successful, this is the opportunity for that to be successful. Yes. Right. I mean, the, the aspect of collaboration and social enterprise has been talked about for 20 years. 
And the reality is that 15% of the people in any organization adopt that technology and use it. Well, now there's an opportunity for 100%, 80%. They have to. This is the communication vehicle. I love that idea. I mean, literally, you should have a Zoom feed up or a chat, whatever technology you're using with a chat box and it's saying, all right, I'm not perfect. Let's iterate. You have an idea, throw it in there, then I'll flow, throw the camera to you, right? Because there's no there's no foolish pride in saying, oh, my God, you have a great idea. I'm going to go to, you know, Jimmy in San Francisco who came out with this great idea in the chat feed. I'm going to let him talk about it. Let's riff on that. Right. Let's Let's bring him up. Let's bring him up, right? Let's bring him on. You know, let's thank you for the idea, Jimmy, Jennifer, whoever it is that you want to talk to. Let's bring them into the conversation. There are no bad ideas in this place, right? Let's yeah. let's collaborate. Yeah. No. So I like I said, I it's it's terrifying. We have to I think we have to respect kind of the, the nervousness and the unknown that we're dealing with, but I think we can also we can also look at it as a tremendous opportunity and a lot of people are looking to us. You know, we have an opportunity to shine in L&D to say, hey, we're going we're to lead by example. We're going to help bring this together. We're going to be strategic about it and make something that could be a colossal, colossal risk and, and detrimental to our organizations. And we're going to use it as an opportunity to drive us forward. And, you know, the thing I think I'm excited about is, you know, this has been awesome, Jordan, to catch up with you. I know we got to cut it a little bit short yep. today, um, but I, we, we pulled this together, right? In the spirit of agility, we pulled this together. You messaged me, what, yesterday about yep. this? And we said, let's do it. Let's get this out there. Let's help people think about this. Let's give some tips. And, and on Thursday, I've got another show, and we're going to talk about the mindset piece and bringing this kind of improv mindset to do this, to be able to thrive in this. So awesome. this, well, this has been awesome. And I think it's great that M-Level, what you're doing to create some of this content for your customers to be able to navigate this. Well, we appreciate it. And Chris, always appreciate you. You having us on. Glad you thought the idea was a good one. And obviously, like I said to you before, if people didn't get a chance to ask questions, or that we were always going to be watching those feeds. So ask any question you have. We're, I'm sure either one of us would be glad to jump on in and yeah. uh, and respond. Yeah, for sure. Those of you who have been, I've been watching the feed and, I, and I've threaded as many as I can in, but we'll be watching the chat afterwards. You know, Jordan and I are both collaborative, so you know how to get a hold of us. Um, and we're we're happy to to be there and and continue to support you through it because this is this is an unnerving time for a lot of us and those who are a little bit maybe more comfortable with it are happy to help those who might be scrambling. So thanks for joining me. Thanks everybody for watching. Thanks for everything and have stay safe, stay uh, stay distant, but don't stay isolated. I think that would be the that would be the takeaway. That's awesome, Chris. You have a good one. All right, have a good one. Bye bye.